When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, thanks for tuning in tonight. Morley Scott has the Elks this week coming up in half an hour. Elks in Winnipeg on Thursday. The Football Canada Cup was held in Edmonton. Didn't uh, quite get the finale that everybody was hoping for. To discuss that, we welcome back to the show the Executive Director of Football Alberta, Tim Anger. Tim, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Reed. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you very much for checking in tonight. I, I know uh, I was off work last week, and you came on uh, before I started my holiday and, and told everybody what was coming up with uh, with the Football Canada Cup, how it worked, the eight teams, the schedule. Unfortunately, though, uh, tell us what transpired over the weekend here. Well, uh, I think we're we're all aware of uh, of the uh, the impact that the the smoke and the air quality had on everything that took place on the weekend, and we unfortunately were uh, were no no different than that. We spent a lot of the week dodging you know uh, you know dealing with curveballs. Uh, you know, I talked talked to my uh, my staff and my volunteers on Friday because we were scrambling to uh, to get everybody into indoor practice facilities, which we did. Um, you know, it, we were like the Marines. We were adapting. We were overcoming. We were doing all this stuff. But, uh, the, the, you know, the smoke quotient on uh, Saturday, there really isn't a viable indoor football stadium for us to move anything into to actually play games on the Saturday. So, as a result, we sat at Cornwall Stadium all day long, crossing our fingers and toes, hoping that uh, we'd get it down to a reasonable uh, air quality index level, and it just never happened. Okay. So, how, how close were you like was it really close or was it did it never really get close to being played it never really got close and i'll tell you i'm very you know as much as i'm you know we're everybody's disappointed that it didn't finish out i can uh, guarantee any parents that phoned up or concerned individuals that we were bang on uh with the numbers because commonwealth stadium comes with its own little weather station i mean it was we spent six panels of screens all sorts of different quotients they got couple of different machines all over the field that that measure the air quality right on the spot and uh you know we're going out every half hour and if i never see one of those things again i'll be a happy man trust me because uh, that was 12 hours of that uh, and always going out there and it just never got better to, you know they, they they check particles in the air and all this stuff it basically translated into 10 plus and we set a, do- a drop dead moment of uh, 7 30 p.m um, you know, I'll never forget that. You're out on the field with the Football Canada Brass, uh, the coaches of Saskatchewan and Quebec in particular who are going to be playing for the gold. And uh, it just wasn't coming down. And, uh, you know, we had the, you know, Reed, you should have seen it. We had the stadium all dressed up. We had the lights on, the LED screen, the big screen. It was beautiful, but uh, just wasn't meant to be. What was and I'm probably going to ask you some stupid questions or maybe things you were asked by other people or parents or teams over the weekend. Was there, was there any way something could have been done Sunday or was everybody getting out of town already? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, people have asked, but you know, unfortunately, we're we're not the NFL. We're not the uh, 
you know, the NHL or even IWHF uh, or, or any major organization. There's just not a lot of money available to do these things. I mean, there was there was some talk we were looking at possibly moving the games to. Uh, we had a facility in Cochrane that was available. Uh, to go down there, but you know that would come with a ten thousand dollar price tag for moving all the teams down on charter buses, which we were prepared to eat. But then again, you couldn't guarantee it. The weather was deteriorating there as well, and uh, turns out we looked at it at the time frame we would be playing the games. It was already at a seven, heading towards an eight, and uh, and that just wasn't going to work out. But we did have some discussions about playing in the uh, the field house at Commonwealth Stadium. It's a half field. Uh, you'd have to adapt the game clearly. We did have some success with that on the Friday. We ran a, uh, an Indigenous All-Star game between Indigenous teams from uh, Alberta and, and Saskatchewan. But they were playing six aside, and they were playing in a much smaller uh, field. Uh, it, it was a great atmosphere. Like it, it was, That was a lot of fun, actually, once we moved uh, that game in there. But unfortunately, we couldn't get consensus from the provinces. Um, you know, They all had their different reasons, and three of the provinces wouldn't, uh, absolutely wouldn't do that. So that kind left us back to crossing our fingers and toes and standing on the field and waiting for the air to clear. So so why wouldn't they do it? It just wasn't a, a real field, quote-unquote, or what was the concern? Uh, there were concerns like that. I mean, you know, you want to play for a national championship. You don't want to just – I mean, essentially, teams would wound up being in an overtime situation for two hours. You know, you're always starting at the 25-yard line. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, no, no, you know, no special teams, no no, no field goals, no no nothing. I mean, you would have played football. That's pretty much the uh, the only alternative we would have given them. Um, you know, then the, the lines are a little tight in there. Some people were expressing safety, but I don't, I don't see it. Like the field is built properly and it has a five yard runoff buffer around every little aspect of it. So, um, you know, no different than what you would get at Clark stadium. The east side stands at Clark are exactly five yards off the sidelines. So if you're worried about running into the glass and inside the field house, you should be worried about running into the metal stands at, at Clark. So, uh, I don't know, you know, again, the, I guess the issue is, uh, uh, when you're kind of flying blind, the Football Canada brass, uh, you know, was looking for consensus, and that's a little difficult to get from eight, eight different provinces at the same time. So, uh, Tim Anger joining us tonight from Football Alberta. So, so this you hosted this big tournament next summer. Uh, you're hosting what is it, the World Junior uh, yep. football tournament? Yep. So, what what can you, how can you be prepared if this happens again with smoke and stuff? I think we'll go underground. I think uh, that's a, no, it's not a Bible option, clearly. Oh, but the, uh, no, no, no. I mean, don't don't think we, we didn't have time to discuss that on, on Saturday for sure. But and uh, we haven't, you know, I believe we haven't talked to anybody. It's you know, the the body's still not even cold from uh, last weekend. But some of the thoughts we're going to look at is is talking to some of the uh, uh, soccer domes in town and uh, getting a viable playing thing service in there. Because the one thing about the World Juniors is it's played with American rules. So therefore, the field is much much smaller. Uh, easily contained in there. And I mean, we'd have to obviously forego fans, but in the interest of, uh, of, of ensuring that the event takes place um, and being able to handle whatever Mother Nature throws you, because, you know, if it's not the smoke, uh, you know, our, our Wednesday night games were absolutely outstanding. That was a good day of football. Uh, but we were watching the radar all day because there were some, some nasty thunderstorms coming in, and, and they just missed us. By the grace of God, there was a nasty one went to the south, nasty one went to the north. So we've got that to consider as well. So when you're bringing in the world, you've got to have a really solid plan B. So that's pretty much where we're going to go. Uh, you know, if we ever had to go inside one of the domes without the fans, we'd have a whole webcasting set up and, uh, uh, and that nature so that everybody could still watch. But that would be clearly the last resort. But then again, Saturday proved to us that, uh, you know, last resort might come around. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, tough experience. I know how much work you know you and Jim and so many people with football Alberta and really from around the country, I'd assume, put into this. So unfortunately, we didn't get those those final games. Uh, but thanks for telling us everything everything that happened. Anything else ahead this summer, or was this kind of uh, now? Is there a bit of a break here for football Alberta stuff? I uh, know we're right back to work. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got the Alberta Summer Games coming up this weekend. That's a really exciting prospect for us. It's where we are uh, under 16s go in in eight different zone teams from around the province. Uh, we're the only uh, we're, we're the only province in well we're the only place in the world actually that has football involved in a multi-sport activity. So uh, we've been in there since 1995. It's one of our more prouder things that, that we've done. So we'll be wrapping that up in Okotoks on the weekend. And then our, our girls U18 team heads off to uh, Ottawa the following week. So, uh, you know, no rest for the wicked. <laughs> we just keep pushing on and, and hope that uh, none of these other areas that are going to be hosting these events have to go through what we did. Okay. Well, Tim, thanks for the update. Uh, and again, I know you did great work with uh, with the Football Canada Cup, even though we couldn't get those final games in. We always appreciate you coming on the show. All the best with everything else going on, Matt. Thanks, Reed. Tim Anger is the executive director of so just too smoky to play those games on uh, on Saturday. So uh, each of the eight provinces uh, unable to play their their final game. So now the the uh, World Junior football is here next summer. So as he said, they'll they got to come up with some alternatives if we get this wildfire smoke again, which unfortunately uh, I, I guess is something we have to prepare for as as we've seen a lot more smoke in recent years than we used to. So anyway, good update there from Tim Enger. We appreciate him coming on the show for sure. Seven eight zero four. 960063 Morley Scott is ahead with the Elks this week. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Six zero zero six three. Uh, Kellen, hit me with a message here quickly for for, for sure. Yes, uh, we've got uh, laser face Larry texting in. It says, "Reed, it seems to me at this point that having a subpar Trey Ford would be better than Taylor Cornelius. While the Elks may have several areas of weakness, it's difficult to truly evaluate them until the quarterback play is at least average. Uh, going back to Cornelius over and over again and expecting him to improve after two years of ineptitude is a massive disservice to the other to the other players. I should say." On the team. That's from Laserface Larry. Uh, okay. Well, we were sort of talking about that earlier. Um, here, well, here, here's the thing. We have the clips today. So, first of all, Chris Jones asked, why has Trey Ford not been considered for more playing time? Well, this no. year he has not he has not played as good as what he did last year. So, what does he have to do to get to that level where he has played better? He's a good player, and I'm not trying to be a smart ass, but that's the facts you know i'm not gonna hide from it he didn't come back to camp and he didn't he didn't perform as good as he did a year ago a year ago he was the second he was behind arbuckle just barely and uh we gave the start to the to the more experienced guy and uh and then from there he got nicked up and then you know it was it was late until he came back this year in camp he's not shown that uh he's shown it in spurts uh but you gotta you gotta do more than what he did during camp in order to get the opportunities all right, and then Jones was also asked, has he seen any improvement in Trey Ford? He's done okay. You know, even today out here in one-on-ones, you know, he'll, he's a little bit inconsistent. He can make every throw. His is more on concentration, I think. 
How tough is it for a guy in that position to make up that ground at this time of the season when obviously he's it's got tough. a tough... It's tough. Camp is the time when you get a get an opportunity yeah. to go out and play. And and uh, But, again, everything's a, everything's a competition. Everything's graded every single day. So if he continues to improve and he continues to be, uh, you know, positive and work hard and come and do the things that he needs to do every day, then more than likely his opportunity will show up. Well, this is what it's like when you have a team that's uh, 0-6 and coming off a four-win season last year and a three-win season in 14 games the year before that. Um, as we bring in Morley Scott, who was there asking Chris Jones some questions today, as you heard, um, you, you get into situations where you're asking why the guy with one career start isn't playing. Uh, I mean, we, you and I have been through this as sports reporters, football, hockey, basketball, <laughs> curling, name the sport. When, it, when it's yep. going bad, it's like, well, I don't know, maybe this guy in row five is better. I don't know. Put him in. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think it's three career starts, actually, isn't it? Because you got the one in Hamilton, then the followed up against Calgary oh, the, got hurt. got hurt. Sorry, yes. And then that I'm late mistaken. start. The late start at the end of the year, too, after Cornelius got hurt. But I know what your point was, and, and you're exactly right. And and let's be honest. And, and I, I, I got it. I got an earful from Elk fans, Elks fans yesterday because I, I tweeted out at practice that Taylor Cornelius was running uh, the first team offense, and everyone wants to know why Trey Ford's not playing. Why Trey Ford's not playing? He won that game in Hamilton. Well, the defense scored the winning touchdown in that game, and I don't want to take anything away from Trey Ford because he's talented, and he's. I still think he's going to be a really good quarterback, and I'm going to guess probably with the Edmonton Elks at some point, but he's still got stuff to learn, and right now he's not playing as well in practice. He didn't have as good a training camp as he had last year. He didn't have as good a training camp as the other quarterbacks that are ahead of him had, and he hasn't played as well in practice. He's getting better, and Chris Jones alluded to that today, but right now, he's not the guy that he's going to go to first if he makes a change, and simply because he doesn't feel he's the best quarterback to play right now. Uh, when he feels that, he will play, and when Trey Ford's playing better in Chris's jo- Chris Jones' mind, then he's going to get an opportunity to play. And I know a lot of people are upset, and a lot of people want to want to see Ford play and I want to see Ford play too because he's an exciting exciting talent and and a guy we had fun watching last year in the limited time that he played and, and he won a game and came close to to winning a game for a while when he played in the, in the game late in the season so and and made that great big bomb play in the Calgary game before he got hurt but right now Chris Jones believes Taylor Cornelius is the guy that gives them the best opportunity to win a football game plain and simple which which can still be discussed and quite frankly I'm glad Jones was that blunt today because as we know sometimes he isn't and that's not just a Chris Jones thing that is it's a that coach is a, thing. a coach thing. If they, if they don't want to put it out there into the world, they, they won't put it out there into the world. But you know, but as Joan said, he's not trying to be, uh, you know, cheeky about it. He said that's just how I see him right yeah. now. And, but. And- and it's the topic, quite honestly, and he knows that. I mean, it's the I get asked that every time I talk football with someone, whether it be on the street, <laughs> in the office, with my family. They all want to know what's the deal with Trey Ford. Right. So, but I want to know then what's the deal with Jared Dagey because that's what I, I said on social media after the game on Thursday. At this point, I would just give Dagey some starts and see what he can do because I know he lost the game he started and I know his other appearances have been against, you know, I guess softer defenses in games that were a little bit out of hand. Yeah. But he appears to have a little bit of uh, swagger that Cornelius seems to have lost along the way here. Yeah, he's got some moxie. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think he learned in the Ottawa game it's very different 
coming off the bench and playing uh, from starting. And it's harder to start a game than it is to come off the bench when the game's out of hand and the defense is taking their foot off the gas a little bit and they're they're bending but not breaking. Uh, to start a game, it's a lot different. And he did not have a good game in Ottawa. I think he went with three or four, two and outs to start the game. Didn't have a good start. Never really recovered uh, as much as he should have. He got it going later on in the game. But uh, again, it just comes back to right now, Taylor Cornelius is the guy that Chris Jones thinks is the best opportunity to win a football game for the club. And that's, you know, that's what he gets paid to decide, right? Uh, he sure does. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, and, and again, and I, and, I, and I don't mean this as disrespect even to the fan base, but everyone's talking about Trey Ford's good. He should play. Like, fans don't go to practice and don't watch every day, right? Um, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, when I watch, I don't see the difference that Chris Jones watches. But he not only watches practice, then he goes up to his office and watches it again on video. And they chart everything, and they keep track of everything. And right now, the decision he's made is the decision he's made because of what he sees every day at practice. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. For, uh, I, I get that for sure. I, I get that for sure. And, and again, for me personally, and I, I, I know you're, like you say, you hear this all day from everybody. But for me, the discussion is more about Daigie than, than Ford. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, when you, when you got a zero in the win column, everything is going to get questioned. So, yeah. uh, what and, do you have? Chris Jones said that yesterday, too. He was asked about, you know, have you thought about making a change at quarterback? And he said, we're 0-6. I think about making a change everywhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's constant. It's constant. They're trying to do as much as they can to fix this right now. And if, you know, he, he's not he's not playing Taylor Cornelius because he wants to lose, right? He's not playing other guys. And, and again, if your if your left guard isn't playing very well, you don't go to your third string left guard first, right? You go you go somewhere else before you get to that. You go to your second string or whatever, right? So it's he's trying. He's 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 trying to mix things up. And the one thing about football, Reed, that's also so important is continuity, right? And that they need that as well. They need to get the right the right guys in the right place, but they need continuity too. All right, who's on the show? Uh, we're going to hear again some of the clips you played. Uh, we're going to hear from Chris Jones a little bit, talking about the quarterbacking situation. Uh, we're going to hear from Adam Konar. And I hooked up today with Natea Jay, oh. a yeah, former member of uh, the Edmonton football team. Had a cool conversation with him. You'll never believe where he's living now. Uh, uh, oh, let me guess. I know where it is. Is it like, uh, is it Burundi or something like that? It's, it's What's in the, the Middle East. Okay. Bahrain. He's Bahrain, in Bahrain, Bahrain. And, and working there. And uh, he'll explain all that to us coming up. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he's a great guy. Okay. Thanks, Morley. You bet. Elks this week with Morley's coming up. Thanks to Dave Campbell, producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Take care.